0: Welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast with lead pastor of Emanuel Church, Danny Anderson. Well, we are in part two of two-part podcast, and we're going to jump right in and listen to how Pastor Danny is helping us shore up relationships that we may be being careless with. So let's jump right back into the podcast. Okay, we have respect and encouragement. What's another Yeah,
1: one? so this next one is so simple. It's just service. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the best way, one of the best ways you can shore up a relationship is to infuse that relationship with service. And what I'm talking about is just simply having a heart posture to say, how can I help you? Yeah. Just what can I do today to lighten your load? One of the best decisions that Jackie and I have made in our relationship is to actually say those words. I said those words this morning to my wife. Yeah. Is there anything yeah. I can do to help you? Yeah. Now she knows I'm busy and she knows there's a lot going on. So, you know, she's not going to say, yeah, you know, why don't you just do the grocery shopping today? Yeah. You know, which would take like an hour or whatever. Right, right, So right. she doesn't say those, but she does say things like, okay, Ruby needs to be picked up at seven o'clock tonight. Can you swing by and get her? Or we need mm-hmm. this, you mm-hmm. know, can you swing by the bank and touch the... Absolutely. If that will lighten your load, I will do that. I'll make time to do that. And that really puts uh puts what it gives the vibe in the relationship that I'm here for you. I'm committed to you. I want to make life easier for you. She says the same thing back to me, right? Not every day, but, but, and then I don't do it every day either, but a lot of days we do. And she says, how can I, how can I help you today? And, and boy, man, what an investment in the relationship.
0: Oh, yeah, because you're hearing, you you know, you hear the words, how can I help you? And you're thinking, okay, this person, everything they have going on today is not more important than me as mm-hmm. a person. Mm-hmm. So how can I help with that mm-hmm. is you know, I've and I feel like you do this at work with us too, as especially uh, with Jenny and Kyle and I, the senior leadership team. What can I do to help? When do you need me to step in to help? And as soon as we say the thing, like recently, I've been trying to get a meeting with elders mm-hmm. at a church, mm-hmm. another church, forever. And I know God's timing is perfect, but I was starting to get discouraged by that. And you saying, Give me the phone number. How can I help? Mm-hmm. How can I help with this? And I say, I need you. I, I, please get an audience with these people. Right. And you're like, I'm happy to help with that. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like that's something that you carry over to in um in your leadership, which just says it's super applicable at home and and super applicable at work.
1: Absolutely. Can you imagine if everyone in an office had that posture towards each other, not just yeah. in your own department but cross department? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if 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 the sales team is saying to the uh, to the finance team, you know, uh, hey, how can we help you? How can we make your systems better? Yeah. What can we do on our side to make your job easier? Yes. and all the departments in an organization are saying that. Yeah, you are going to have massive success in that organization.
0: This was actually a kitchen table discussion for us. Every night, we go around and say, "What's your attitude? What's your gratitude? Attitude is what." ticked you off during the day gratitude is what you're super thankful for and my husband mm, was saying I like that. that he uh had worked so hard on this remanufacturing part and a whole nother department had um decided that it was going to be at a 20 percent less cost and it derailed all of the work that he had done. He said all they had to do was ask me how they could help. And I would have told him decrease it by 10%. Everybody makes more money mm. in this. And I said, that is why we have that staff value at a manual to think outside your department.
1: Think beyond your department. Yeah. Yep. And that's exactly what I said to Farm Credit. You know, if if people could think beyond their department um, you would be asking the question, how can I help you? Yeah, How can I make you more successful? Can,
0: I mean, and you even highlighted that that did happen with a recent like 350 person event.
1: Yeah, right here at Emmanuel. Absolutely. Yeah. I shared that we did this family adventure day and uh, at that particular weekend, we had lots going on. I oh. was preaching, we had some weddings we going had three on.
0: three staff weddings yeah. in yeah. one weekend.
1: <laughs> 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 and we were short staff. And yeah. what happened was uh, we had... Three, four, five different departments oh, jump in yeah. to pull off this family adventure day, and it was a raging success. And then Allison Garius gets up in the middle of staff meeting and quotes our staff value.
0: Yeah, yeah. we. This
1: is an example of how we think beyond a department, and she praised the rest of the staff. It and it was just, it was vision fulfillment for sure.
0: Yeah, it was. It was really good, and you had and people got blessed in the process mm, too. Right. That was wonderful. Okay, so we have respect, encouragement, service, and then...
1: Yeah, Then so, so number four, I, I talked about how uh, you have to fill the gap with trust. If you want to sure up your relationships, you have to fill the gap with trust. In any relationship, this is something that Andy Stanley said in a pastor of uh, North Point Community Church in Atlanta. He said this in a leadership talk. He said, there are often... Unexplainable gaps between what we expect people to do and what they actually do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, Mm -hmm. this is true in an office. This is true in a relationship. People say they're going to do something, they don't do it. Right Right. now, there's a hole. Right, Right. and every single one of us have a choice of what we're going to put in that gap, what we're going to put in that hole. Are we going to put trust in that hole, or are we going to put suspicion in that hole? Yeah. When we put trust in that hole, we say, "Oh, I'm sure something came up." You know, that's you know they they probably had an emergency. They had there's a good reason why they didn't send that email.
0: Yeah. Why they didn't
1: make that phone call? Why they didn't do what they said they were going to do? Right. Suspicion says, uh, I think she's lazy. Yeah. Uh, I think he didn't do that because he's incompetent. Right. I think they did that because they're being passive aggressive. Right. I think you know, and all of a sudden you're filling that hole with something that is toxic, mm-hmm. and you do that mm-hmm. enough, and that that now there's question marks in the relationship. And you don't want to work with that person anymore. And you avoid that person. And then that causes dysfunction in the office. And there's yeah. a huge lack of trust. And that nothing erodes a culture or a relationship faster than a lack of trust.
0: hmm and so
1: you have to make a choice to say, I'm not going to fill that gap with suspicion. I'm going to fill it with trust to protect the relationship. And uh, when, when when people choose to do that, they're really guarding the relationship uh, from, from eroding and breaking down.
0: Do you feel like, too, that uh, it's a two-way street on this one? For example, just two days ago, I found out that I had double booked on next week for my son's fall break and a getaway with one of my best friends for rest and restoration that we have been planning together. And um, I don't always get it right. I got that wrong. Like I dropped the ball with the calendaring, but going to her and instead of just saying, well, she's got kids, she understands I only have five more fall breaks with Mm -hmm. Maverick. So instead of that uh, I called her and talked with her about it. And then I had an event, and then I called her after the event and we talked another hour just so she knew that 100% my heart was broken, that I had mm-hmm. messed it up too. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think the key thing about trust is you're going to need somebody to fill the gap with trust for your actions that yes. you
1: did yes.
0: at some point as well.
1: Absolutely. And what you were doing there is you were being careful someone who's close to you.
0: Yeah. I don't want to lose that person. Instead of saying,
1: yeah. well, it's just my friend. She's got kids. She'll understand. Yeah. You know, I can't make it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've only got five fall breaks left with my son. Can't yeah. go. Sorry. And, and 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 that's maybe rational thinking, but that's relationships are there's feelings involved there's emotions right, involved, and so right. you took the extra steps to go and and make sure that everything was okay i love that example
0: well and the truth is she did understand mm. she's great she's a doctor she knows about stress and life and kids she knew she did understand but it didn't change the fact that she mm. was gravely disappointed yeah that we yeah. couldn't be together yeah next week
1: yeah absolutely And you know, I think that something else that's that I talked about in the talk is how, um, you know, there's a gap, right? And and if that here's what here's what I said. I said it's you you can really help your coworkers or the people in your life to fill that gap with trust by being consistent Mm. most of the time. Yeah. If there's a pattern, if this is something you do regularly, yeah, where you cancel and then you cancel and you're always canceling on this friend that friend this friend that friend now it's harder for your friend to fill the gap with trust yeah but if it's a one time thing but most of the time you never do this you you when you get something you you say you do what you say you're going to do it's easier for her to fill the gap with trust right if it's a pattern not so much so what i said to the team was be crazy consistent. So it's easy when you do mess up, when you do drop the ball for right. your, for your coworkers and to, to, to fill the gap with trust. Yeah. And, and that's, so you have to be And Andy Stanley talked about this. He said, you have to bring trustworthiness to the table to yeah. make it easier for people to fill the gap with trust when you drop the ball.
0: I have to say, this is a really hard one for me. I Mm -hmm. think, too, even you start to project when other people have, when you mistrusted them, or when you trusted them and they let you down, is what I meant to say. And then uh, I think it's a super hard one for people more than they'll even admit or realize, because you always want to be on the receiving end of it. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to be on the other
1: end Mm -hmm. Sure, absolutely. And that leads us to our fifth one that I think, Plays off of filling a gap with trust is to keep short accounts. Yes. Um, and and what I mean by that is when there is a gap and you really are struggling right. to put trust in that gap, to go to the person and have a conversation and say, "Hey, you know, I I thought this was going to happen. It didn't happen. What's going on?" Right. Checking in. Right. Or we were in a conversation the other day, or 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 two hours ago, and you said this thing. Are we, and it hit me sideways. Are we good? Yeah. Like, is everything okay? Yeah. And I was talking about this this last one, and I used uh, you as an example. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, because a couple of, you did it. You did it perfectly a couple of months ago or a month ago. We were in a leadership meeting, mm-hmm. and something came up, and I was asking you if you had followed through on something, and and you said, you know, it hadn't gotten done mm-hmm. in to the mm-hmm. way we said or something like that, and I got upset. And my tone changed, and I got aggressive, and I know you remember it
0: yes i do
1: <laughs> i got I got mad, and I pushed in hard, and i came and i pressed in and and I showed my uh what uh anger you're, you're
0: passionate yeah. about the moment <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, then we kind of moved on and and things yeah. we went to the next agenda, but then the thing that you did right after the meeting was over was you knocked on my door, yep, and you came in and said, "Hey, you know." I noticed you got mad and you're upset. Is is everything okay? Is there anything else going on?
0: Yeah. Are we good? Yeah.
1: And what you were doing was keeping a short account. Mm. And I told you, I said, you know what? I'm just kind of frustrated with this situation, this person. I really wanted that conversation to happen. Didn't. And I'm good. I'm good. We're good. There's nothing else going on. Yeah. And you just didn't want anything to be between us. Right. Right. That would accumulate and turn into something else, right, which right, is what right. happens most of the time in people's relationships. They don't deal with the, the, the feeling that they have and, and then it escalates and, it, and then you, you, you think the worst and, uh, and, and it just becomes this snowball of something ugly right. that should have never become something ugly. Right. If you would have just kept a short account and checked in and say, hey, what, what's going on there? I apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to come across that way, but would you forgive me?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I do think that trust and short accounts hold hands. It was uh, incredibly easy to come to you and say that because I trust you. Mm. And it it was easy for me to come in and ask if there was, because I knew whatever your answer was, if there was something between us, you hadn't held it long. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. there had to, we could get through it real fast. I think... um, I have seen in my personal relationships sometimes it stack up and it's much harder to get to the bottom and a root cause of what happened. If, um, because it's a mountain. Yes. There's layers and layers. layers and Yeah.
1: And who wants to do that?
0: No, because that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. But it was it was easy to come and ask you. Yes. Are we good? Yes. We good?
1: Keeping short accounts prevents this mountain from growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you want to avoid the mountain because it's too complicated to, to un, you know, unpack. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's just so much easier to go. The healthiest organizations, the healthiest relationships, are, have short accounts. This is my wife and I have our account is always at zero. Mm, mm-hmm. it, it, it's I'm good with you, you're good with me, and as soon as there's something that was, that gets a little bit cross, we're we're like, hey, what's that? That little attitude, little tone of voice, yeah, little shortness. What was that? Yeah, well, like that's not what we do. Like we 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 we're good. Like we're sweet, right? And as soon as that sweetness gets a little sour, I'm, I want to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, because I can't, I can't, it can't not have the sweetness. I call it the sweetness. Yeah.
0: Well, that's a nice thing to call it. <laughs> Well, I love that. I love what you've given us today. There's five things. That's a lot to look at if you feel like your relationships are struggling, or you feel like you're the one that's been taking careless uh, actions or words with with the people that you love. Um, What are your final thoughts as we start to like think through? Okay, am am I struggling with respecting someone or service? Like, what's your final thoughts for us?
1: You know, overall, I would say that. Um, taking ownership of the quality of your relationships is really the biggest decision because once mm. you take ownership, you're going to start to to realize. Wait, the quality of my relationships is really up to me, right? Like we always think it's on the other person. Yeah. She treats me this way. He treats me this way. Hold up. How about you take control of it? Yeah, and you show respect. Yeah, and you be considerate, and you start listening, and you yeah. start serving. Don't wait for the other person. Like I'm. Oh, I'm. I'm. I'm so convinced. When you go first, things begin to change. Yeah. So go first. Don't wait for the other person. Mm-hmm. Start making mm-hmm. those investments. Start using those encouraging words. Yeah. And you will, over time, you will see a difference.
0: Well, thank you so much for all of the information that you gave us. Thank you for sharing that. What you shared with um, Farm Credit Mid America, right? And yeah. <laughs> Um, we're we're really grateful for that. Um. You can find more talks from Pastor Danny on our YouTube. Just search Manual Church. Um, We love having you back month after month. We do ask that you share this, that you like it, that you leave comments. We do read our comments, and we do talk about what people are saying and what you want to hear about for a breakthrough. We really, really appreciate that. We will put the book that Pastor Danny mentioned in the show notes. And as always, we can't wait to be back with you next month.
1: God bless, guys.